listeners, it's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Sean Kelly. I'm Simon Blanford. And we wish it was the 90s. Well, welcome back, uh, listeners, to our uh, final fantasy playthrough. Uh, Sam, I want to interrupt you right from the start here and... (laughs) Having done my first proper listen-through of the podcast, I've come to a horrible conclusion. We are the Turks of Final Fantasy VII podcasting. (laughs) Who are you? Uh, Clearly, I am, uh, with this dome that the listeners can't see, I'm rude. (laughs) He's the bald one, right? It's the ultimate insult there. Absolute ultimate insult. And correct. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Sam, as you were. No, I, I want to explore this further. Why are we the Turks? <laughs> listening, listening to us bumble our way through trying to work what happened in that flashback. So, so, Simon, I mean Reno, even points out that no one wants to hear this, but we soldier on. <laughs> hey, well, we've got something great for the listeners first up. Yeah. Shall we get, get cracking straight into Nibelheim? Last time we left off, we were um, just leaving Cosmo Canyon and uh, my old mate Boogie. And we head to Nibelheim, which I believe is Cloud and Tifa's hometown. Um, and basically, as soon as you get in, Barrett starts picking holes in Cloud's story um, from Khan. Um because he can't believe that the town has um, basically been rebuilt um, from from burning down. Is that correct? That's that's correct. So I believe it's been like rebuilt and populated by Shinra employees. Yeah, yeah, it's a full co- full scale cover up. Because if you walk around the houses, none of the no one knows who Cloud is. No, that's right. Yeah. Few and non will be having a field day with this conspiracy. <laughs> it, it certainly links straight back into, um, you know, Barrett's having a crack at Cloud. What's, what's Tifa got to say about the matter? Doesn't this prove Cloud's right? And if so, where was Tifa? Like, do we, I'm sure she was somewhere. I just, my limited knowledge is, is um, hurting me here, but. Tifa can't back him up on any of this, or was she, was she with her dad somewhere wearing that cowboy hat? What was going on with her? What do you mean by um, Cloud was right? About the fire and everything. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. at this stage, Barrett's saying there can't have been a fire. This town's absolutely fine. Yeah. That's his thoughts. Um, and Cl- Cloud, you know, I mean, we're not even, we haven't even reached Cloud's ultimate confusion yet, but. Yeah, he's a bit miffed. But I can't remember Tifa's point of view. Perhaps she just had didn't have one again. I didn't have Tifa with me, but I can't remember if they you split off and you can see all your characters at this point. Um, but so the, the, we obviously know that there are aspects of Cloud's story that is right or correct. Um, but but there's huge holes in the story. I, I think this this podcast's going to basically cover um, Cloud losing his shit. 
The hardest part is obviously we're all a little bit further advanced you, and you get so many cracks at Cloud's backstory that trying to remember what it is at each point is actually quite hard as well. Yeah. Because um, um, he goes through, as far as I can think of, like three different uh, Nibelheim flashbacks that keep changing what actually happened. Yeah. Um. So, basically, you there are like all those um, shaking um, people in black hoods who are like saying reunion, uh, Sephiroth, um, and they we we do find out shortly that they are meeting for a reunion with Sephiroth or wanting a reunion with Sephiroth. Mm. Yeah, the reunion. Yep, big stuff. Fantastic items you get from these dudes though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them at least. Just dropping stuff. Just dropping turbo ethers and megalixes, no worries. So Sephiroth was known to have like the number one tattoo um, and they've all got different numbers tattooed on them or they know that they are different numbers. Um, and you can go into the Shinra man mansion at this point. I'm sure this is where you picked up your favourite character, Sean Vincent. Oh, can I, I've got a few Shinra Mansion beefs. <laughs> um, Me too. Uh, unlocking that safe oh, with those no. codes. Absolute nightmare. Although, Odin is a mint uh, summon materia. I'm a big fan. Um, I, I think I remember saying I had thoughts on Vincent and the Turks, um, and he certainly stands head and shoulders above the Turks. He was a previous... Turk, wasn't he? He was a Turk, yeah. And um, he, he quit the Turks and fell in love. And well, maybe he, you, there's that you get a bit of that backstory later as well about uh, his wife and all that nonsense with Hojo. Lucretia? Yeah. Yeah, Lucretia. Can I just jump in on ripping the mansion? Or are we, we going to. Yeah, no, yeah, get stuck in. So that safe thing so you've got four dials that you need to turn to access the safe so it might be left 24 you know right 48 or whatever it is right and you can read the first three dials and there was like no there's no chance of doing this out of walkthrough no chance it's on the screen it says dial one dial two dial three and there's just no dial four it's just a blank space to get dial four you have to actually click on the blank space and say, oh, it was written in visible ink. Just, there's no rhyme or reason for that whatsoever. It's just impossible to do without, without a walkthrough. I've never um, even found any of the numbers in the mansion. I've just gone straight to the walkthrough. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's... I found them all. Really? Yeah. Why is the best? <laughs> you know I love a grind. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that that's just a real tough, real tough place. Like I, that was my only, um, my first game over as well, when I broke open the safe. Um, and those swinging guys are just an absolute pain in the ass. Apps like possibly my least favorite regular enemies in the whole game. They take forever to kill. They give you basically no exp or no ap. Um, just a terrible, terrible part of the game. Uh, I should say. I hate the mansion battles. Nothing is worse than the blazing fireball. Ha! 
Um, I've actually I've actually written this quote for a, a, a Mount Nebel part, but I think it applies to the uh, to the safe scene. It is a very indicative of the game and its grind-like elements. <laughs> I was saving that for the shoot chores to get all the different materia, but it applies here. So, does Vincent believe that Lucretius did, or? Because he talks about like his sin not saving Lucretia, um, that's why is he. She? She's not dead. Is she not dead? Is she? I thought she was dead. <laughs> Doesn't he talk to her ghost later or something? Oh, I can't help you on the Lucretia front. I never had Vincent as part. Why well, he was part of my party? He did not. He's not partaking in one fight. Barrett, tactful as always, says. So you started sleeping in a box? Give me a break. <laughs> He's right. What's he up to? Vincent's insane. Some, there, is some, there is some great creepy piano music. I know we've touched on the soundtrack a little bit, but there's some fantastic creepy piano music going on when you're talking to Vincent. It's brilliant. I honestly think from memory that playing this as a child, I was scared of the Shinra Mansion. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, those Gives, bats uh, down there. Yeah, it gives a little, like, uh, um, a, a PG Resident Evil vibe at times. Mm. Didn't play many, many Resident Evil games, to be fair. Neither. I was too scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you make your way over the over Mount Nebel, where there is a Mako reactor. As, sorry, just, just to drop back a little bit. When you are exploring the mansion, you do find out that Genova is a calamity from the skies. Yeah. Do, do you... Is Sephiroth in the dungeon? Yeah. Of the... He of is? The yeah, he is. Yeah, and he, he says is. about... Uh, you... Um, he you know, does that thing where he chucks, he chucks something at Cloud, hits him on the head. And, and it's he a materia. That, yeah, it's a materia, and he does that, like, you know, that Sephiroth slash Superman just storm off. Uh, trick, mm. you know, arms extended almost. Mm. So you're still chasing. I I thought that we had pretty much finished our Sephiroth chase, but there's a lot a lot longer to go. Mm. Um. So you head over Mount Nebel. Um. There's Can I just thing one thing on Mount one thing on Mount Nebel. Mount Nebel kind of was the 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 part of the game where the most times you're going on paths. And you press left, even though the path clearly goes left, but you have to press down or right or something. Yeah, there's some paths that make no sense. You've got to press down to go up or left to go right. So many of those at Mount Nebel. Another very annoying part of the game. I just wrote down in my notes that Mount Nebel is niggly. Very niggly. Mount Nebel has the steepest rope bridge in the history of the world also. <laughs> um, yeah, so once you get through... Mount Nebel, it brings you to Rocket Town um, and basically has a, it, it's called Rocket Town because it has a giant rocket sticking out of the sky. Um, so that's like the remnants of um, Shinra's space program that was aborted after a failed launch. Um, and Captain Sid, as you will soon meet, um, is was the captain of that ship. Um, this is one of my favourite parts of the uh, of the game. I love Rocket Town. 
I didn't remember how much of a jerk Sid is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll get to his some of his decisions as we depart Rocket Town, but he really he really miffed me in many ways. Yeah, there's lots of um, lots more town people who um, want me to hear their story, but I refuse. <laughs> there's a bald git who, who's just standing there staring at the old rocket, and literally any time of the game you go back, it's just that same bald git looking at the rocket. He loves that rocket. Um, so once you once you look through and uh, ransack some houses, you end up <laughs> going to uh, Sid and Shearers. Now, I'd love to know before we get into the details of Sid and Shearers' relationship, what is their relationship? Well, I did think she was his wife, but I think it's I think that might not be the case. I definitely assumed husband and wife. Am I wrong? Well, I got the impression this time through that she was part of the, the original launch team and and blames herself for the failed launch. So she decided to dedicate her life to making it up to Sid. That's what I get. I I always thought they were probably didn't think they were married, that they were just living together. Um but this time it's like it's almost as like they live in the same house, like flatmates. Who's got to get out of there? Thank God he leaves. Definitely just looked it up, and apparently they're not married. They just live together, so you're right. Oh. Definitely assumed that they were married the entire time. Um, so when you go in there, you actually don't meet Sid. You meet Shearer, and she sends you to meet the captain, which we find out is Sid. Um, straight off calls uh, Shearer a dumbass. Um, basically explaining to you why the space program got shut down. Um, I don't know if you noticed in Sid's house, there's a AK-47 just lying in one of the rooms. It's probably more advantageous to his battles than his spear. <laughs> Trident. Um, <laughs> the first thing he says to Shearer is lots of swear words. Shearer, what are you blind? We got guests. Go make him some tea. More swear words. I really like how um, Rufus is coming to town and Sid's fizzing because he's like, the space program is back, baby. It turns out they just want to steal his plane. <laughs> Which adds a lot of credence to my theory that there's like four flying vehicles in this world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good theory. Great theory. And that theory... Um make Simon's thoughts on Tifa's martial arts master uh, even more. His, his feats are amazing. Yeah, incredible. How does, it, how does he do it? Um, Barrett has the gall to say to Sid, uh, to say what's up with Sid's attitude. Um, although I've softened on Barrett by now. He's, he's just a softie and uh, he's just got the world, the planet's best interests at heart. He's the old uh, badass fighter with the heart of gold. <laughs> Classic. So I think you see it. You do see a flashback of um, Sid reaming out Shearer um, on the rocket, right? Yeah, I think he says even the moon would get tired waiting for your ass. <laughs> and um, 
Sid, at this point, I think in the flashbacks, getting ready to go into space without a spacesuit on or anything, which I found quite interesting. I, I feel like the game is trying to get you to understand why Sid is mad at Shearer, but he still just comes off as a jerk. Yes. And he's, and as, you know, I don't want to reveal anything, but, you know, he's not even right. <laughs> well, and we find that, like, Shear is, like, willing to die for the launch. Mm. Um, she, and obviously Sid, ends up aborting the mission because Shearer is still working on Oxygen Tank 8 or something. And he basically saves Shearer so that he can just continue treating her like shit. Mm. Hmm. But she was right, though. Yeah, yeah, she was. We find, find out that, later. Yeah, we find out later that she was right. So she's a real, um, you know, sad, sad, sad story for poor old Shearer. Yeah, I hope she gets out of Rocket Town after Sid departs. They never get out. They never get out. Those poor women. Uh, well, how would she get anywhere? I guess she'll have to go catch herself a chocobo. <laughs> the tiny Bronco doesn't fly anymore. No. But now here comes me old mate, the bumbling fool, Palmer. All I've got written here is Palmer being a boss is odd. <laughs> yeah. Palmer arrives with Rufus, um, and they're there to take the tiny Bronco. But as you mentioned earlier, Sid, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Sean, Sid thinks they are uh, restarting the space program. Um, Palmer asks Shearer for a tea with honey, sugar, and lard. <laughs> and Rufus is just, uh, he just wants the tiny Bronco. That Palmer fight is fantastic. Has to be the easiest boss, quote unquote boss, in the whole game, surely. Palmer's demise at the end of that battle is maybe one of the greatest things that happened in the game. That's <laughs> so good. Take us through it, Bob. Well, look, my, my memory's hazy, um, <laughs> but you're still in the battle graphics when he gets run over. Am I correct? By Mac truck. <laughs> just, he's sort of running around, and he just gets absolutely steamrolled. Oh, it's so good. I was actually watching. Uh, he does that weird, like, like shaking his bottom or like smacking his bottom or something like that at you as well and in the middle of the battle was like definitely <laughs> flashbacks to the uh super bowl halftime show on 50 cent it was very similar <laughs> good stuff from palmer yeah so he dances hilariously pulls a moon and um then gets hit by a truck so you take the tiny bronco because you don't want uh rufus to get it and you end up crash landing and do you crash land on the on Wutai's continent or Wutai? You're close to it at least. Because or you, or you crash land in the water. You crash crash land in the water because you can't go anywhere else and you can only go in the shallow water, right? Because it was at this point that I popped up to the Bone Village. Oh. Pick, picked myself up the Kajata material. The material. Material. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and and you find out 
that you need a keystone to get to the Temple of Ancients. Um, and that old mate Dio or Dio has it at the gold saucer. And you also find out that the Temple of Ancients holds the ultimate destruction materia. Did you find that out from just going to Bone Village? Yeah, a few yarns at Bone Village, mate. We'll get to Bone Village soon. I like the uh, the way those excavators, the cut of those excavators jib. Mm. Well, what's next for you? Because I've got a, I've I've got maybe, are we, is the next part of your plan Gold Saucer? Yeah, I, I think that's. I went to Gold Saucer from right. there. Well, no, actually, I think maybe I went to to Wu Tai. Um, but seeing as Simon cannot get Yuffie slash Yuffie, nah, um, fuck Simon, we'll, I want to talk about Wu Tai. All right, well, give us your little Wu Tai. Um, well, before I went to Wu Tai, I did a little more grinding in Medeal. Great for e- XP and AP. Then I went to Wu Tai. Look, I'll only take a minute of your time. You know how I feel <laughs> about Yuffie, and this is why. On the way to Wutai, you discover that Yuffie has stolen some, a lot, of your materia. When you get there, you go into the bar, lo and behold, Turks, on vacay. I love that. Oh, I love it too. And they're just like, hey, I know we're supposed to get you, but we're on vacation, so just get out of the bar. (laughs) They're on vacation, wearing their suits. Yeah, looking great, as ever. Um (laughs) There's all sorts of weird secret passages and stuff in Wutai you have to find and go through to get materia, and I hated that. Um, Yuffie gives a sob story about how Wutai used to be this great warrior town, and after the war with Shinra, they became pacifists or whatever, and, and, and it sucks. And I just revel in how Cloud doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like, just cool story, Yuffie. Give back my fucking materia. Um, also, notably, what Simon wouldn't have been able to do is um, Wu Tai is where you claim the turtle parad- Turtles Paradise rewards at the bar. Yeah, see, I didn't do that. It's just a whole bunch of like a power source, a speed source. It's all sorts of source things. Um, and then um, Yuffie and Eleanor get captured by none other than the great Don Corneo. He's back, baby. <laughs> I completely forgot that he showed up there, eh? Yes, same. And he has them weirdly tied to the side of a mountain. Like, you can only save one. And then you get this kind of mint Turks avalanche brief um, cruise to, to save the, the crew. And um, I think maybe that might be the end of Don. Yeah, they pretty much just throw him off the, uh, off the cliff, don't they? Yeah, he gets what he deserves. I pray, I pray that you guys either play or at least watch the honeybee and stuff from the remake because he is feral, man. It's gross. And it really just, oh. Did you play the remake, Sean? Have you guys heard about the remake? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all I wanted to say about Wu-Tai. I liked Wu-Tai because uh, obviously – Playing with Yuffie, um, Yuffie, sorry. I I was able to do the pagoda and take on uh, Shake and all those other guys, so I could level her up, get a good, get her oh, limit break yeah. up nice and high. Yeah, I I also did that. Sure. I went I went on a desperate uh, jaunt to Wutai uh, 
just so I could be on this conversation, but sadly, you just get blocked off at the caves if you don't uh, have Yuffie with you. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. She's still glitching out in the forest, punching the air for you, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, not fun. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that that's her face in at least one of our games. <laughs> well, we, you do go to um, the Gold Saucer and meet old mate Dio and his undies. Um, and he gives you the keystone just because, I think because you go into Battle Square and you show you're such a great fighter, mm. um, and you find out that oh, old Kate She, or is it Cat She? Cat She? Sorry, I, I get all the names wrong. Um, comes Fair. out and says there's something wrong with the cable car, um, so you have to stay the night in, what's that place? It's like a ghost... The haunted uh, house, the haunted hotel. hotel. Yeah. yeah, they're all hanging out there in the morning, like like almost like they're hungover from a big night, all real depressed. Yeah. Get a so bit we'll of dispos- uh, so we get a bit of um, bit of a catch up on things, eh? Hey? Yeah, disposition dump. Yep, yep, yep. Um, funnily enough, Vincent and Cat haven't a clue because they just joined. <laughs> um, Barrett, oh, I just. I just like Vin- Vincent joining. There's some reason, right? And then you find out later that for Catch, there's a reasonable reason. Sid comes on this journey on a whim. He just wants to beat up bad guys. He's just chafed about the space program. <laughs> Sorry, well, as you were. While they were uh, around the ghost motel with the um, disposition dump. Is it disposition dump? Exposition. Definitely exposition. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, Barrett just like, I've been here the whole time and I don't have a clue what's happening. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, it's just classic. I'm glad Barrett's uh, not the only one because I'm lost. Um, but you have to, this is where the, the moment we've all been building for and there's the date. Can, do you know who, can you remember who you dated? I definitely know who I dated. Yeah, I definitely dated, dated Red 13, or Red 11, as we like to call them. <laughs> you, got, you got Red 11? I didn't so, know you could. I don't think you can. Can you? You're not. <laughs> it was that long ago, I can't remember. But, uh, oh, nah, maybe it was Eris because I knew she was going to die, and I didn't want to impact the uh, oh, relationship between the others. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, yeah. there's some uh, budding fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy players that don't know that Aerith dies. <laughs> um, I got Aerith. I was pretty gutted. I wanted Barrett. Oh, you didn't do enough bromance chores. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in, the, in, the, in the walkthroughs that I've read, you kind of have to really mug the chicks off. I to, like to, yeah. I got Tifa. Tifa, that's what I wanted. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, you're a romance guy. I'd forgotten there's that hilarious play that you do. <laughs> yeah. And there's just like lots of spinning on and off the stage. The play kind of like, I can't remember exactly what happens, but there's a bit of the the actual story in it, right? Like just subtle hints of things and game-related stuff. I'm sure that's what I was thinking at the time. Can't remember what happened. though. can't validate it. Don't call me out. There's a dragon and a princess, and at one point you can ask for the princess's measurements. 
Um, so there is one creep in there somewhere, I reckon, in the um, making of this game because you can go into Tifa's undie drawer and you can ask for the princess's measurements. Um, during the date, not sure how the gondola is working, but the cable car isn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good and for romance. After a while, Kate or Cat She uh, takes the keystone and you have to chase uh, them between the squares. Um, and she ends up, or he ends up, or they end up throwing it to the keystone, or the throws the keystone to the chopper. And um, this is where we find out that Cat is just a toy cat being controlled by someone at Shinra. Yeah. Oh, what a what a great storyline! Isn't it, doesn't he pipe in Marlene's voice because just so that Cloud doesn't kill them? Yeah, yeah. Dave just basically like blackmails uh, the group and then continues just hang out with them for another God knows how long. Yeah, that's awful. That's really tough to stomach. It's, it's not Squaresoft's finest moment. <laughs> Um, you get to the, so you head to the temple of the ancients. Oh yeah, you do. Nice, um, Mayan slash, like Mayan look from the outside and a slightly more Egyptian feel on the inside. (laughs) Definitely good call. Yeah, Eris lies flat when she, before entering, uttering the words of the Gainsborough. Um, and you, you see Sung, who's injured. He's had a tough time, hasn't he? Yeah, tough. Yeah, there, was, there was a great line uh, as they walk in from Cloud. He says, sing, or sung, of the Turks. <laughs> like, uh, met him so many times, clearly from the Turks. And there's no <laughs> other songs that we know of on the game. It's just an outrageously None. good line. Uh, sung mentions that Eris, in the end, wasn't the key. The president was wrong. Um, Eris ends up crying over Sung. Yeah, they grew up together. They grew up together. She, he knows her as well as anybody. Yeah, he was like almost like her minder. The Munchausen syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you go. There's heaps of puzzles in there. So, oh, bro, I love the puzzles. I, I love them. Love. Them. I hate the labyrinth. There's a labyrinth. <laughs> Is that the ca- oh the labyrinth that yeah I wouldn't s- strictly call that a puzzle I, I I but I also hate the labyrinth. Well, the labyrinth was where that's the first one, and there's the the weird nyum nyum wizards that you he's have to. Battling, he's battling around uh, the nyum nyum wizard. Yeah. Is he uh, the then... item store? <laughs> HP MP restored. Yeah. Right. And you can also buy stuff off him, can't you? Yeah. And he's a save point? Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, a save point. At, I'm not sure if he's always a save point. Maybe he is, but there are definitely times where he is a save point. The boulders, for example, he's definitely a save uh, point. The well the of boulders. knowledge. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, what is that purple pool? It's... Uh, I, I, I genuinely did research on it, and it's already gone from my mind, but it's like... Knowledge from the ancients or something, eh? Yeah, and Aerith can't quite understand it or something, but 
it, it, she kind of gets a message from it that something bad's about to happen, right? Yeah. Um, there's the clock puzzle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A good, good little clock puzzle, that. Yeah. Worth, worth falling down into one of those whole room things um, because some of them might have – I can't remember if it's like there's items in there or – Yeah, it's good items. Yeah, I remember doing it um, and uh, thinking I was really great at it um, because I did it really quickly, but actually I realised later that that was not the good thing to do, do it really quickly because you can get lots of items. Mm. The other great thing about that is that uh, it has the Roman numeral four with four <laughs> eyes. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I, I noticed that. Yeah. Classic Mayan Egyptian Roman numerals. <laughs> if you fall down you can get like a, a weapon, the nail bat. Yeah, the nail bat, which is seemingly completely pointless, but I still wanted to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, and then the last puzzle is the the cave puzzle where you're following the Nyum Nyum wizard through I, I carved that up, I absolutely carved it up. I used a walkthrough and still spent ages on it. <laughs> Not use a walkthrough did it in about four or five minutes. It was crazy. I've never never been so competent at anything in Final Fantasy before in my life and never again. I just blindly uh, ran through caves and jumped down ledges until it happened. Bloody worked. Simon, stop hammering that key. Sorry, mate. Especially when you're talking, because then uh, we definitely, uh, it's definitely going to be on the podcast. <laughs> That's um, the podcast version of shaking your fist at the screen. <laughs> we'll keep that in. Um, and then you run into Sephiroth at some Egyptian murals. Yeah, I really like the mural room. Everything that goes on on there. It's a meteor. It's a good room. Meteor is on the mural. Yeah. Um, which is the ultimate destruction materia. You summon a meteor from space to wipe out the Earth. And so, Sethroth gives his plan here. What's yep. his plan, Sean? Sethroth's plan is uh, he he's he's learnt that when the Earth is hurting, it channels the life stream energy to heal it. Now he believes that if he hurts the Earth enough and goes into the life stream, the life stream will become part of him, he will become part of it, and it will make him effectively a god. Now, this is something I mentioned to you earlier, Sam, but I don't think we, I don't know if we learn this here or now, so I might be dipping into spoiler territory. But this isn't Sethiroth. Spoil away. My understanding is, please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if I'm 100% right here, Sethiroth is still in the live stream from the incident at the Nibelheim reactor. This is a projection or uh, a manifestation. Mm. What I don't quite understand is, is Sethiroth controlling it or is it actually Genova? 
Because he's fleshing heaps out in the sense. He's like, yeah, oh, and he flies really. through walls. And mm. I think, generally speaking, this whole way, it hasn't been the original Sephiroth. It's some sort of projection, or you know, so obviously it can materialize because he knocks people over and stuff like that. But uh, it's not actually him. I think J.K. Rowling was a big, big Final Fantasy VII fan. Eh? <laughs> Surely, might explain some of her extreme views. <laughs> Don't mention the views. Oh, sorry. This is not a political podcast. <laughs> I think you're right, Sean, um, because there's a lot of materialising going on, going on, um, mm. and keeps appearing. Cloud is um, seemingly losing his shit. And I think for some somehow the is the black materia the temple itself? Yes. I just don't quite grasp that. So the idea is in order to actually turn it into the materia that you can use, someone has to use the controls inside the temple, shrinking it to its original materia size. But you can only do it from inside, so it takes a sacrifice. Now, sacrificial suspect, land, as it were. Yeah, I suspect the ancients, the Cetra, thought this was a great way to keep it safe. But really, we know it's not that hard to convince an idiot to sacrifice them for your cause. And I reckon if, um, if things hadn't panned out the way they did, wouldn't have taken much for Sethroth slash Genova to get Cloud to do it. No. Well, as we see soon. Because mm. once the um, temple disappears, Sephiroth's like levitating above the crater. Mm. And Cloud it's worth like noting. A... It's worth noting that I, I think we're supposed to feel... Uh, a sense of something for Kate She, who says, I'll stay and sacrifice myself. It's like, <laughs> boss, you're a robot. You're not even here. You're the ideal. You were, you were made for this job. But everyone's like sad. It's like, what? you know he's not real. Cloud just almost willingly, just willingly gives it to Sephiroth, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Again, look. For the 80th time, I'll just mention the Harry Potter uh, Voldemort um, similarities. Yeah, it comes up soon again, too. Yeah. Um, Got some theories on that at this point. I, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm right or not. But we know that Cloud has Genova cells in him, right? Yes. Um, and it seems that either Genova or Sethroth seems to have some sort of power over all these clones because they're all trying to gather for this reunion. So I reckon it's the Genova cells in them um, that is that that that's how they how can maintain this control over Cloud. Makes sense. Um, much like the Horcruxes. Or the part of the soul that's in uh, in Harry's body. I just want the listeners to know that Simon's muted, 
and he's on the move. But I can, so I can lip read, and I'm pretty sure he just said, "Go to bed now." <laughs> <laughs> Great parenting, that. Yeah. Get to bed, Marlene. <laughs> as if closed. My, as if my kids would listen to that. <laughs> I did skip over the uh, part where. Uh, in the, I think you're in the temple, and Eris gets Kate to see how combat- compatible her and Cloud are. And mm. uh, I think Kat, Kat says, this isn't good. Poor Tifa. Ah. Oh. So there you go, oh, Sean, I, your girl. Yeah. I wonder if that changes depending on your disposition or not. I can't remember what was said for me. I think it might have been that. That rings a bell. But at this point, at this point, Kate, she is full of shit. Yeah, I definitely also thought that this was um, a huge scene that everybody dreads near the end of uh, disc one. don't know why I'm pretending to not spoil it when I already have. but um, <laughs> So I was just building, because I haven't obviously played it for so long, I was building up, building up, building up, just waiting for it to happen, and then it just didn't happen. Yeah, I um, agree. I thought it was going to happen there, but I forgot that you go to the northern continent. Yeah. Um, and also, was there also a part with the sleeping forest and the bone village? Like, is the exca- yeah. excavation yeah, part to get to that? that? Because, like, Cloud has like a breakdown and watches himself uh, beating up on Eris, um, and Cloud blacks he like blacks out and he has a vision of Eris saying goodbye to him, um, and says that she has to go to the city of the ancients to stop to stop Sephiroth. Um, and when Cloud uh, comes to, is he in Gongaga? Yeah, he's in Gongaga. Back with Zach Fair's parents. Mm. Um, and he's pretty much breaking down. He doesn't want to see Sephiroth again. Uh, Barrett's calling him a goddamn jackass. Oh, look, the, uh, the amount of manning up that he's been requested to do here is, uh, wouldn't go down well in 2022. No, his monologue about depression um, makes me think he doesn't understand mental illness. (laughs) He probably probably doesn't. And like I, I went to the Bone Village. The only reason I went to the Bone Village is because I just was just kind of wandering around, and um, I think it was because I went to Midgar, and how you can't get into Midgar anymore at this point in the game. Yeah. And some guy uh, said outside of uh, Midgar, and he said says that he lost the key on a bone mission. Is yeah. that how you also went there? You get the Sector 5 key or the Sector 6 key or something. Yeah, that was good. That made sense. Because I think sometimes in the game, uh, it seems like you just have to randomly go around the world map until you stumble upon the part that will move the game forward. Um with the plot forward at least. That's um, rare moments when the Turks haven't given you everything you need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was quite cool uh, that I actually, you know, it was a clue that I could kind of figure out myself with my limited intellect. So that was that was quite good. Question. Mm. Um, do those four pixel characters pull off the excavation animation? Oh, mate, that was bad time. That was, I just talked about how I figured that out for myself going to the, you know, the Bone Village. And now I'm going to tell you I spent 20 minutes looking for the Lunar Heart because I didn't realise there was an upper level that you could go to. 
<laughs> I was just like so frustrated. All the guys that were the diggers were looking directly into the wall on the, t- you know. Yeah. I was so angry, you know, because I just, I was in the spot without all pointing it. I didn't even know there was an upper level. So, uh, you know, we lost a lot of good gill out there. The when oh, you chase around, you've already got it, Sean Kajata, at this point. Um, yeah. But you chase that around in the uh, is that the Sleeping Forest where Eris yep. has gone through there to get to the Forgotten Capital? Yeah. Um, there's a when you get to the Forgotten Capital, the music changes to this like haunting, uh, it's like eerie. It's, oh, it's awesome, and it, and it just fits the it's like beautiful imagery around. The forgotten capital. Um, I really, really enjoy this part. Apart yep. from the sadness about to come up. Um, so I don't even want to get to this part. But you get to Eris on, on like a sort of a stage. Mm. Um, and there's another music change, more haunting. And Cloud is like. And Gian having an out-of-body experience and he gets out his sword. And you're controlling him, I think, as well at this point. Yeah, you kind of have to fight against it and it doesn't work. Yeah, like you press, well, I'm not pressing circle, but you, you're, you're pressing OK and it's like he's raising the, the sword. Yeah. Um, and again, this is where I've written, um, it's real Voldemort slash Harry comparisons. Um, and then there's a beautiful cutscene. Phenomenal. Of Sephiroth driving the sword through Eris. And the materia, is it white materia, bounces out of her hair into the water. Holy. Another music change. To the, to the Eris theme. Yes. Eris falls into Cloud's arms. Uh, Sephiroth goes on about the planet, planet and the promised land. Um, Cloud doesn't want a bar of it. And, um, and Sephiroth says as he leaves, Cloud dot dot dot, you are dot dot dot. A puppet? Is that where he calls him a puppet? Yeah, he calls him a puppet. Thoughts on Eris's death? Now, how you felt at the time? Childhood trauma, eh? Yeah, there's not much to be said that hasn't already been said. Just that, I thought Cloud placing the dead body into the water or life stream or whatever that was, I thought that was actually, this this time for me, uh, more powerful than the actual death. I thought I thought that was that where she just slowly sinks down. That was, uh, was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I've got a question moment. about that scene. He walks out to the middle. And he gets about waist deep and he lets her go and she sinks like 20, 30 feet. And I'm starting to wonder what the hell was Cloud standing on? (laughs) (laughs) I was not thinking about that at the time. I had tears. But also I like, I not knowing that this was going to happen when I played this game as a child. And I feel like everyone knows that Aerith dies. This is something that is anyone who has a clue about this game, this is a yeah. focal point. It's the main moment of the game, I reckon. Yeah. And I just sort of think, although it's a different thing that happens, 
that must have been what it was like for people who saw Empire Strikes Back for the first time, finding out about Darth Vader being Luke's father. You know, like everyone knows Darth Vader and Luke's um, family connections. Uh, like people who don't like Star Wars know this, yeah. right? But there was this time when nobody knew that was coming. I'm pretty sure at the premiere, um, Harrison Ford whispered to Mark Hamill, I can't believe you didn't tell me, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) um, We're nearly at the end of disc one. Yeah. So Genova, I think maybe this is the only time in the game, I'm not sure, but um, it's not battle music. It's still Aerith's, Aerith's yeah over the battle. Is this Genova Life? Not Genova Finger, like before. One of the 80 Genova body parts. We you get like Genova, you get Genova Death. This is definitely Genova Life. Um, there's a Genova Birth. So after um, Cloud lays Eris to rest, um, he does admit to the, the group he doesn't understand himself anymore and he's, he's, he fears there's something terrible inside waiting to be unleashed, which is true because he nearly killed Eris. Mm. Um, and he doesn't know how Eris was intending to stop Sephiroth, but basically he, um, he has no choice to but try to prevent him from using that black materia. Um, so as he heads out, he, I think he hears his voice uh, the voice of Sephiroth beckoning him to the to head north into the snow fields. Perhaps to the reunion. That moment, the heiress death, um, was number 10 saddest video game moment ever on UnleashTheGamer.com. What is ahead of that? I do not know. Travesty. That's ridiculous. Um... So I think we'll call it there. Um, we are going to head north into the snowfield soon. Oh. We still haven't got to the huge materia yet. Uh, we're but we'll there. get to that next. And we're going to meet some, um, some weapons soon as well. Love the weapons. Here's a, here's a teaser for you. Snowboarding minigame. Overrated. <laughs> Whoa. It's my favourite gold saucer game. Um, yep, so we will sign off there and see you next time. All right. Cheers. Peace. <laughs>